Hello and welcome to another Black Talk Radio News report and commentary with yours truly, Scotty Reed. Um, before I get started on this podcast, let me just um, share a new term with you that I learned last night. Um, and I also change it up a little bit. But I was listening to, uh, what's the name of the show? Real Life Radio, which is a broadcast and podcast on blacktalkradionetwork.com. And those brothers did like a four-hour program that was very, very informative. And I, please go check out their archives. That's Real Life, the radio show. And they brought up this term called intentional. Well, actually, the term that they used was willful blindness. And I also used the word intentional blindness. So it basically means the same thing. Uh, willfully or doing something intentionally. It, it means the same thing. So they were talking about intentional blindness. And that's going to relate to this podcast that is probably going to be about an hour long. But another thing that was asked of me uh, when I called in to the program was, when are you going to start back doing live radio broadcasts of Black Talk Radio News? Well, I'm not. I just really don't don't have the time to set a schedule and I find it to be more constructive with my time if I just do podcasts and, and put them out, you know, as my time allows. Because I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, you know, um, with Black Talk Media Project, making sure um, the different servers that uh, we use for digital radio streaming. Um, I mean, we it was down this morning, so I had to um, devote some time to getting it back online. So that's why I can't commit to a schedule um, but I also think I bring uh, I'm able to share more information uh, with you more organized information with you by doing podcasts now this podcast is going to touch upon a number of topics it's, it's very layered uh, many issues intersect and this one will probably this podcast will probably be about an hour long but anyway, what started this pod, what started me um, documenting stuff to do this podcast was, in case you haven't heard the news, Twitter is banning all political ads. Now, there are many questions uh, that I still have and other reporters have as it relates to this ban. I don't believe, if I remember correctly, um, November the 15th is when they're going to roll out um, the final rules. But the CEO, Jack, I forget his last name, but CEO Jack of Twitter uh, made a series of, well, started a thread on, on Twitter today announcing that they were no longer going to allow political campaigns to pay for ads. Um, and, and so that doesn't mean, as far as I can tell, that you, the regular user, can't um, share ads from whoever campaign you are following, whatever political camp candidate uh, whose campaign or her campaign you are supporting, I don't believe it means that you can't post their ads yourself directly. But that also reveals a flaw in Twitter's plan to ban political ads. It also raises First Amendment speech issues um, here in the United States. Political speech is protected speech. Um, the whole Citizens United, um, you know, brought that out and confirmed by the Supreme Court that it is protected speech, political speech. 
Now, I do believe that we need public financing of campaigns. I don't believe that corporations and wealthy individuals should be able to pour money into super PACs and then those uh, uh, unlimited amount of money and then pay for political ads to support whatever campaign, whatever candidate that they want, want to support that they have bought. Um, and also um, to make political ads and put them out on social media concerning specific issues, whether we're talking about gun rights, whether we're talking gun control, whether we're talking abortion, whether we're talking um, a woman's right to choose. Um, so it appears that they may ban those type of ads. So, I mean, it does raise First Amendment issues, but I am on record in saying that Facebook and Twitter are privately held platforms just like blacktalkradionetwork.com is a privately held platform managed by the nonprofit media company Black Talk Media Project. We also have our own social media platform btrcommunity.com and I have extra as the CEO or president and founder of Black Talk Radio Black Talk Media Project I have exercised my right to ban people from those platforms. Um, one instance where I ban someone is these group of people um, who want to come to black people and tell, and they look like us, they African descendant. They could be in, in their um, denial all they want to, but if you have an Afro like I have, then you are African descendant. You might be mixed with some other stuff, but you're African descendant. Um, black people are not indigenous to North America. Nobody's indigenous to North America. Everyone migrated. Um, so I don't want to get off into the uh, African migrations and that being the cradle of humankind and what have you. But I have banned those people because I am very conscious that a lot of people are putting out a lot of misinformation and people are confused enough. People are ignorant enough. So I do recognize that right. I know uh, Jimmy Dore um, disagreed with me. Um, we got in a Twitter conversation where he was sticking up for Alex Jones and, and these other people that's putting out racist content. Um, and he was like, oh, this is a First Amendment issue and, and this, that, and the other. And I was like, well, Alex Jones has his own platform and his buddy um, that runs uh, PrisonPlanet.com for him, uh, what's his name, Paul Joseph Watson, um, they have their own platforms, so they can speak freely all they want to. But at but Twitter, Facebook, and any other privately held company, whether it's for profit or non profit, have a right, okay, to uh, manage the content that goes out because they we these companies have brands, they have names, and they can damage their names or brands, okay. And so um, definitely I don't want Black Talk Radio Network to be known as a platform where lots of people are being fed disinformation. No, I take I, I, I'm very, I, I believe that I have a great responsibility as the uh, CEO of Black Talk Media Project in making sure that people put out accurate information, accurate as possible. That doesn't mean you can't share your opinions or, or your views, but in terms of um, if you're going to have a radio program that's supported by us and distributed by us, I am not 
going to distribute false content. Now, getting back to this political ad ban that was announced today by the CEO, CEO Jack of Twitter. I, if the intent is sincere, I, I can certainly understand it. Again, it is a privately held platform. Um, but the reason that they're doing it is based on fake news. It's actually based on misinformation. So what you're trying to do is prevent misinformation and false ads uh, in a political sphere. But you're doing that in reaction to a conspiracy theory to sell the American people on this notion that, uh, what is it, Cambridge Analytic um, spent less than $100 on some ads that, you know, only showed up um, as a small percentage of the content on Facebook, and we're supposed to believe that that swayed an election. There's no evidence for that. And there have been some studies done that disputed that, and I will share an article uh, with you that documents that. So here we got Twitter reacting to a misinformation campaign by the, uh, Hillary Clinton and her assets in the media and banning all political ads. Um, as, I, as I state, if I was an investor in Twitter, which is a privately held company um, that you can buy stock in, I would be very upset. I would be very upset that you cut off a very large revenue stream that only comes around every two years. And, and then you, when we're talking presidential campaigns, only every four years and lots of money is spent. I expect their stock to drop because of this and to lose money. Again, I understand the intent. If the intent is sincere, I really do understand that. And, and, and I can't say anything against that. But again, this is all based off of a non-existent problem. Look, people aren't as stupid as we're being told, okay? The Russians did not target black people with ads and make us vote for Donald Trump or make us stay home or, or, or vote for Jill Stein. We do our own research. Our network um, has been covering the Clintons and, and politics for a very long time. People can do re do their own research and find out if something is true. And then to bring up the First Amendment again, that's the job of the press to fact check these ads, okay? And and so uh, it just doesn't. It is it's just very frustrating that fake news, that a conspiracy theory drummed up by some very unethical people, is the reason that this move is being made by Twitter. I, I really don't know how this is going to go over um, with their with their uh, board. Okay? So, let's review what Jack had to say. CEO Jack. Okay? He made this post today, earlier today. He says, we've made the decision to stop all political advertising on Twitter globally. We believe political message, uh, we believe political message reach should be earned, not bought. Why? A few reasons. So he made a series of posts, which I'm going to share with you. A political message earns reach when people decide to follow an account or retweet. Paying for reach removes that decision, forcing highly optimized and targeted political messages on people. We believe this decision should not be compromised by money. Again, I, I, 
I can't say nothing bad about the intent itself for it's working on a non-existent problem. While internet advertising is incredibly powerful and very effective for commercial advertisers, that power brings significant risks to politics where it can be used to influence votes to affect the lives of millions. Internet political ads present entirely new challenges to civic discourse, machine learning based optimization of messaging and micro-targeting, unchecked misleading information and deep fakes, all, all at an increasing velocity, sophistication and overwhelming scale. These challenges will affect all internet communication, not just political ads. Best to focus our efforts on the root problem without the additional burden and complexity uh, taking money brings. Trying to fix both means fixing neither well and harms our credibility. For instance, it's not credible for us to say we're working hard to stop people from gaming our systems to spread misleading information, but if someone pays us to target and force people to see their political ad, well, they can say whatever they want. Well, let me say something about this now. They're taking down actual individuals. Look, whether a person puts out information that they know is correct or, or, or they know it to be false, you can't really police that with the number of users that you have. And innocent people have been taken down. I just did a video about Facebook banning uh, black users who focus on racism, okay? And and so, again, I do understand you don't want um, people who have a history of putting out demonstra uh, demonstrably false information that we know to be false. But, again, you just had Tulsi, what was it, Tulsi Stein, which I feel like was uh, AstroTurf, a bunch of bots and trolls and stuff um, that were promoting that Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset without any evidence. I mean, that trended on Twitter for days and nothing was done to stop it, okay? Now, that, that was the demonstrably false information about that woman with no information, all based off of Hillary Clinton telling a lie that she's trying to walk back now on a podcast where she said that the Russians are, we, well, she said we think they have their eye on a, a candidate and grooming her for a third party run. And that's assuming if Jill Stein gives it up because she's a Russian asset too. Hillary Clinton stopped, started that, okay? And, and, and millions of her minions repeated that false information across social media, okay? Um, and then also, But let, let me move on for that. Now he says, um, we consider stopping only candidate ads, but issue ads present a way to circumvent. Additionally, it isn't fair for everyone but candidates to buy ads for issues they want to push. So we're stopping these too. We're well aware we're a small part of a much larger political advertising ecosystem. Some might argue our actions today could favor incumbents but we have witnessed many social movements reach massive scale without any political advertisement. I trust this will only grow. Well, I, I don't know about many 
um, social movements reaching massive scale. Um, well, if we're talking social movements and not political campaigns, then I guess that's true. In addition, we need more forward-looking political ad regulation, very difficult to do. Ad transparency requirements are progress, but not enough. The Internet provides entirely new capabilities, and regulators need to think past the present day to ensure a level playing field. We share the final policy by... Uh, 11 15 november 15 including a few exceptions as in support of voter registration will still be allowed for existence instance we'll start enforcing our new policy on november the 22nd to provide current advertisers a notice period before this change goes into effect a final note this isn't about free expression this is about paying for reach and paying to increase the reach of political speech has significant ramifications that today's democratic infrastructure may not be prepared to handle it's worth stepping back in order to address so again when you take into context and i don't support citizens united i think it should be repealed but that's the law of the land and they're saying that corporations uh, and super PACs have a right, okay, that it's legal for, for them to collect all this money and pay for political ads, okay? So it's not that they're doing anything illegal in that sense. Maybe unethical, but it's, it's not illegal. But again, Twitter, just like Black Talk Radio Network, in btrcommunity.com, we do, as privately held platforms, have a right to run our networks and platforms the way we see fit, okay? That's just a fact. These are, while they're called the public square, they're privately owned public squares. It's open to the public. <coughs> Excuse me, it's open to the public, but it's not publicly owned. Not really. Uh, you can buy a public, public uh, if you're a person, you can buy stock in Twitter. So it's publicly, the public can buy in, but it's still privately held. Okay. So, I mean, I get the intent here and I don't necessarily disagree with it. But what I disagree with is the fact that it's based on fake news. It's, faced, it's based on a narrative of a conspiracy theory uh, or yarn that was spun by Hillary Clinton and her campaign. Okay? Now, that's how I found out about uh, uh, this political ad because I saw Hillary Clinton tweeting about it. All right? Now, I created a whole thread that I'm going to go through and show you these are, she is the last person as well as Barack Obama. So if you have intentional blindness and you don't want to hear how corrupt they are, if you don't want the documented evidence that I'm about to show you that these people are, are engaged in hypocrisy and that they are corrupt, then, you know, you stop the video right now. Uh, intentional blindness or willful blindness is a real thing. You might also call it cognitive dissonance. You know, people are cultists. I mean, people are idolators. What is idolatry? That's when, if you are, let's say, a spiritual person and you believe in a higher power, let's say God, and you assign that God-like status 
to human beings and you worship them as gods and it's blasphemy oh how dare you say something about Hillary Clinton that's blasphemy and what I understand people fall into those cults of personality all right so let me just go down through my thread and I'm just going to be quick with it now Hillary Clinton says in response to Jack this is the right thing to do for democracy in America and all over the world and, and again you know Hillary Clinton just makes me, oh, uh, I don't want to say something that I might regret and that uh, goes against my spiritual beliefs, um, but I do not think, I do not have a high opinion of her. She gets under my skin because she is just so evil and just I'm transparently a hypocrite for those that don't have willful blindness. So my first reaction to this is this is anti-democratic which is how the DNC ran its primary in 2016. That's documented, all right? That's documented. You can willfully ignore the evidence from the WikiLeaks uh, uh, emails from the DNC server. You can ignore the evidence from her private server. You can ignore all the evidence you want to, but it's a fact. I mean, they, they even admitted into, in the court in a lawsuit that was brought by a law firm that the DNC read that 2016 primary and they argued in court that they had a right as, as a privately held corporation, which the DNC is, and this is their primary and their nomination that they had a right to rig it, okay? And there's a lot of evidence that it was rigged. 200,000 voters purged by the Democratic Party in New York City during the primaries, okay? This is all documented evidence for those that follow me Y'all know that I provide the evidence. I just don't be speaking off the top of my head and making up stuff. I leave that to other people, like Hillary Clinton, all right? So just the, just the audacity of the hypocrisy of Hillary Clinton to say, oh, this is the right thing to do for democracy in America when you orchestrated the rigging of the democratic process in terms of the DNC primary. Now, as I state, certainly a private entity like Twitter has a right to run its platform how it wants. This is a privately owned public square, and I have every right to control my soapbox like our platform. But in terms of political ads, I don't think it's so cut and dry to ban political ads. Now, again, I'm being objective, but I also see how this can benefit grassroots-based campaigns like a Bernie Sanders with a million volunteers, one million donors, and many millions of supporters not officially connected to his campaign, and supporters can share those campaign ads from the candidates, I suppose. And of course they can, I just, I follow Bernie Sanders' channel on YouTube, where he posts political ads. Um, I don't see that they can stop, the, from what I read, these candidates will still be able to post their own ads, right? And then those who follow them can share those ads. From, from in a nutshell, what it seems CEO Jack of Twitter is saying is they just can't pay to boost those ads and, and pay for reach, okay? Now, as I state in, in, in this thread, what really gets me is the influence of fake news on this issue. Campaign ads are not why Clinton lost and certainly not because of $100,000 spent on boosting posts about Clinton from Cambridge. Those were not 
campaign ads or official campaign ads and had zero impact on the election. There has been zero evidence that boosted posts because I paid to boost posts on uh, um, uh, Facebook um, in an ad that we created to, to reach um, black people throughout the African diaspora uh, to let them know about Black Talk Radio Network. Anybody can pay to boost a post and you can pay to boost other people's posts. All right, so we're not even talking about campaign ads. We're just talking about posts that, um, according to the Mueller investigation, Cambridge Analytica spent less than $100,000 to boost posts, okay? And and then in those new studies, less than 5% of them even mentioned Clinton or Trump by name. This is all, this is all a contrived narrative that Clinton used um, to push um, this conspiracy theory about she lost the election. You know, she come out with a book, What Happened? Oh, the Russians caused me to lose. No, you lost because of who you are and what you stand for. And you just looking for a scapegoat. All right. So again, there's been zero evidence that boosted polls had any effect on turnout and who voters voted for. They ain't do any polls or, or anything like that. And then if they did do a poll, your people can lie to you. But there's been no poll. Oh, did you see such and such ad? Did you see this ad? And and did it influence you not to turn out? Or did you not turn out to vote? Or choose not to check the box for president? Or choose to vote for a third party because you couldn't stand to vote for Trump or Clinton? Look, turnout ebbs and flows. It's not always going to be the same. And, and so this is just ridiculous. Zero evidence. Now, this is, again, based on a narrative spun by the DNC Clinton assets. If Twitter, though, wants to cut its revenue stream like that, then I'm sure the campaigns can just shift spending to radio and TV. Again, if I'm an investor in Twitter, campaign ads during campaign season, man, that's a big chunk of revenue. Okay, and and I think that you could find another way to vet those ads. You got fact checkers, but again, First Amendment, we supposed to have a free press, right? Even though we got a propagandized press with six media companies controlling ninety percent of what we read, what we hear on the radio, what we see on television and cable. Only six companies, and we know the Pied Piper strategy of Hillary Clinton to get her assets at these companies to boost Donald Trump up and give him over a billion dollars of free coverage during the 2016 Republican primary because he was seen as the most repulsive candidate and and surely they wouldn't vote for him over her, okay? That's a real thing, look it up. Clinton Pie Piper strategy. So I'm like, if I was an investor in Twitter, I'd be very angered by this move, and I assume it may show up as a devaluation in the stock price. If false campaign ads were a problem, they were not, but better ways to vet ads than cutting off your revenue to appease a sore loser in Clinton. Again, I applaud the effort by Twitter, but this policy can be circumvented, and campaigns could pay influencers like other advertisers do. You know, I was paid... Uh, $50 to make one post by a Christian rap artist, okay? And, and I made that post for him, all right? Um, I am in a database of, of this media company where other media companies or advertisers are seeking influencers on social media. 
and they go to this database and they can view your profile and see how many followers you have and what your reach is and, and what have you and then pay you to make a post, okay? Pay you to make a post. They call them influencers, all right? That's a way that they can circumvent this. They just go hire a bunch of people with a whole bunch of followers or who have influence, all right? They can just get the people that's already their assets in mainstream media because they're on mainstream media. Millions of people see them. Millions of people follow them on Twitter. Well, sometimes it's not millions. I, I, I don't want to exaggerate, but get hundreds of thousands of followers. And they are already pushing out propaganda. All right? So they could just go through them. And then you have super PACs. This is documented evidence in, in the Atlantic.com, even though they aren't the only ones that reported this, but I provided a screenshot and a link to the article. Let's read this, y'all. Let's read this excerpts. Twitter account signal disdain using hashtags like never Clinton, hashtag never Hillary, and hashtag crooked Hillary. At least some Clinton allies aren't content to sit at idly by. And this has nothing to do with bots. This has to do with real people who don't like Hillary Clinton and was using that hashtag. At least some Clinton allies aren't content to sit idly by. In April, correct the record, a super PAC devoted to defending Clinton announced a plan to fight attacks against Clinton. You can call them attacks or you can call them people telling the truth about her record. And to uh, uh, fight attacks against Clinton and her supporters online by sinking more than one million into personnel, that means hiring people, and infrastructure for a digital task force. According to a press release heralding the effort, the task force, which was given the name Barrier Breakers 2016, will engage in online messaging both for Secretary Clinton and to push back against attackers on social media. What could possibly go wrong? Now, isn't that exactly what what our government or people in our government and Hillary Clinton has been accusing Putin and the Russians of setting up a whole bunch of bots and trolls and running this this disinformation campaign? The, I mean, again, the audacity of hypocrisy here. They paid a million dollars to hire people to go harass people who were not Clinton supporters. Okay, an army of trolls. Then the article from The Atlantic goes on to say, for one thing, the effort threatened to validate a long-standing criticism that Clinton can't generate adequate enthusiasm. It suggested her allies were willing to spend eye-poppingly large sums of money to shut down opponents. Mockery and cynicism ensued. They're going to spend a million dollars to go out there to attack regular people who support Bernie Sanders. John uh, Ayadarola of the Progressive Web Series The Young Turks Morrow shortly after the news. Think people use critical thinking. Don't be willfully blind to this. Everything that they're blaming on Russia, the Clinton campaign and their allies, super PACs, did. They did this. They actually did this. And like I heard somebody on another uh, podcast say, you know, Machiavellian politics. Take your weakness, take what you do, which is seen as a weakness, and then you just 
put it off on your opponent and act like they're the ones that's doing this. They're the ones that's being aided by trolls and bots and stuff online. It's document they for God's sakes, they announced that they were doing this. It was announced. How can you be willfully blind against that? How can you not see that hypocrisy? Unless you're a corrupt individual just like them and you have willful blindness. Maybe you're a cult follower. You know, cults are very, very powerful. They have very power they have a lot of power over their followers, cult leaders. All right, so let's go back. Um, let me close this. Now, the next thing I'll point out, am I the only one who finds U.S. government officials who beg Congress for money to create propaganda to target citizens of foreign nations to be the last, should be, I, I misspoke there or mistyped that, um, should be the last ones to open their mouths about this, roll the tape. Before I roll this tape, Again, you got the mainstream media, you got all these people online, you got members of Congress who talking about the Russians meddled in the 2016 elections and that's why Donald Trump is president. When the State Department for decades, I don't know how long they've been doing it. I know it didn't, it didn't just start in 2016, but when Hillary Clinton was in the Obama administration as Secretary of State, she went to Congress and begged for millions of dollars to meddle in other countries. Let's roll that tape, okay? Let's roll the tape. Let's roll the tape. Again, the information highway I don't understand how people can be so much. The US is losing an information war to alternative media outlets, including RT. That's the message from Hillary Clinton to Congress members who are questioning the State Department's $47 billion budget request for next year. And as RT's Ghani Chichikian reports, the US. Let me stop there. $47 billion for propaganda to meddle in other countries. To, to target their citizens with propaganda, $47 billion. And then they want to talk about how you're going to fund Medicare for all, how you're going to pay off people's medical debt, how you're going to provide tuition-free college uh, at, at state college, public colleges and universities. Here this woman is, all the homelessness. These women, here this woman is, leading the State Department, begging Congress for $40 billion to spend on media propaganda. The audacity of hypocrisy. Secretary of State says Washington needs to step up its propaganda efforts. Hillary Clinton was defending her department budget in Congress. She says a major reason the State Department needs money is because the U.S. is losing the information war. And among those media who are winning that war, Hillary Clinton named RT. I'll be very blunt in my assessment. Al Jazeera is winning. The Chinese have opened up a global English language and multi-language television network. The Russians have opened up an English language network. I've seen it in a few countries and it's quite uh, instructive. Mrs. Clinton says uh, she's leading an effort to spread U.S. propaganda through new media with Twitter feeds in Arabic and Farsi, but on global stage, the U.S. trails when it comes to television. She basically said the U.S. should step up propaganda efforts and get back, quote, 
in the game of doing, uh, quote, what we do best. Here is more. During the Cold War, we did a great job in getting America's message out. After the Berlin Wall fell, we said, okay, fine, enough of that. You know, we've done it, we're done. Um, and unfortunately, we are paying a big price for it. And our, our private media cannot fill that gap. In fact, let me stop it there. Hillary Clinton is a pathological liar. They never stopped this. And you can go to the 1970s. Um, you can go to YouTube, look up the Frank Church Committee. I'm not going to pull it up, but you can go pull it up on YouTube where they found out that, and this is going to be relevant later on in this podcast, but they found out that the CIA was planting propaganda in U.S. newspapers. And this has even come up recently. Okay, a L.A. Times reporter was running his stories by a CIA agent before he published. Okay, so for her to say, oh, we stopped this after, world, after the Berlin Wall fell is a straight up lie. It's still ongoing. In fact, our private media, particularly cultural programming, often works at counter purposes to what we truly are as Americans and what our values are. I remember having an Afghan general tell me that uh, the only thing he thought about Americans is that all the men wrestled and the women walked around in bikinis because the only TV he ever saw was Baywatch and worldwide wrestling. Do you really believe that? That's just so ignorant. That This woman is not even a good liar. All six corporations based in the United States own 90% of the media that not just is shown here in the United States, but all over the world. You think them people don't watch CNN? You think they don't watch MSNBC? You don't think they have access to NPR? Okay, this is just ridiculous, man. It's an insult to your intelligence. Five years ago, Western media outlets, including BBC and CNN, basically had a monopoly in the coverage of world news. Things have changed a lot since then. More and more viewers across the world tune into various foreign media to get a fresh take on the events. RT presence on YouTube, for example, is a real hit. Almost 300 million views. CNN has something like 3 million. Al Jazeera's coverage of the unrest in the Middle East and in North Africa has outdone the U.S. presentation of the events. While many are happy to see this emerging media variety, the head of a U.S. agency that manages the country's government-run international broadcasting has basically called those foreign media enemies. This Wednesday, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton basically confirmed it, saying that the U.S. is at war. At a let, let me stop it right there. There is a DVD that I, I had bought years ago. It's called Control Room. Do y'all remember? And, and this was while I was in the Gulf War. Um, was it during the Gulf? It might have been. No, it was during the second uh, war invasion of Iraq. George W. Bush had Al Jazeera's media uh, uh, building in the Middle East bombed so that they could not give different coverage than what we were getting here in the United States. They bombed this media outlet. Propaganda is warfare. An information war with foreign media. Now the U.S. is being left behind in the global media race because the country isn't committed to freedom of speech. That's according to investigative journalist Danny Schechter. 
the United States feels on the defensive, in part because it can no longer monopolize not only the terms of, uh, you know, authority in these countries, but also the terms of the debate. There's other information out there. There are other uh, points of view. And those points of view are profoundly damaging to a country that believes that its point of view is the only point of view, or should be the only point of view. So Hillary Clinton one day is defending the internet, the next day uh, the administration is proposing all kinds of regulations and ways to cut off the internet if possible. Uh, you know, there's no real commitment uh, to the kind of freedom of diverse speech that we really need if we're going to be in a democracy at home and in a, you know, a community of nations overseas. We can't dictate uh, what people believe anymore. The and U.S. is losing an information war. That, and that's exactly what they, again, I just quoted Malcolm X uh, uh, not yesterday. Media is the most powerful entity on the face of the planet. It controls the minds of the masses. It can make the innocent look guilty and the guilty look innocent, and that's power. That's what this is about. It's about controlling your mind. It's about controlling the minds of people overseas. It isn't, these aren't free speech warriors. These are censors. They censor you. That's what net neutrality is all about. They want to stop you from getting content, the corporations from getting content from your favorite independent outlet, whether it be at blacktalkradionetwork.com, whether it be blackagendareport.com, whether it be any outlet that isn't under the control of these six corporations. So let's move on. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but it used to be against the law. And I mentioned the Frank Church committee hearings about the CIA planting stories in U.S. media uh, tar targeting uh, American citizens. That was against the law at that time. Now it is no longer against the law. A lot of people because the mainstream media really didn't cover it a lot. You didn't get 24-7 coverage of it. Um, like you've been getting all this Russia gating and whatnot. Because look, the corporate media is in bed with the U.S. government. All right. So I said U.S. citizens may not be aware that the Obama administration and Congress repealed the law that forbids propaganda from targeting U.S. citizens. Clinton, Obama, and every member of Congress part of that are not credible on the issue of false ads and propaganda. I provide a link to the businessinsider.com. By the way, if you're on Twitter, I didn't make this thread in btrcommunity.com, but it is on my Twitter profile at Black Talk Radio. All right. So I, I provide the link to the article and I provide a screenshot, an excerpt screenshot. So let's open that up. The NDAA, what is the NDAA? The National Defense Authorization Act. It's one pass, I think, every year. The NDAA legalizes the use of propaganda on the U.S. public. It was written by Michael B. Kelly on uh, May the 21st, 2012. The newest version of the National Defense Authorization Act includes an amendment that would legalize the use of propaganda on the American public. That's what all this Russiagating stuff has been. Okay? Uh, the legalize the use of propaganda on the American public reports Michael Hastings of BuzzFeed. The amendment proposed by Mac Thornberry, Republican out of Texas, and Adam Smith, Democrat out of Washington. That's why I tell people. 
Don't be a partisan person. You owe no loyalty to no political party. There is corruption up and down the political uh, uh, um, um, infrastructure in this country. You have you. I follow. I support individuals. I don't support parties. I support platforms. I don't support parties. So this was a bipartisan uh, amendment. And it passed in the House last Friday afternoon would effectively nullify the Smith-Munt Act of 1948, which explicitly forbids information and psychological operations aimed at influencing U.S. public opinion. So that goes back. See, this is why you had to pay attention to detail. This goes back to Hillary Clinton lying and saying that the U.S. government stopped using propaganda at the World War II. No, they never stopped targeting foreign populations with propaganda. They stopped targeting the U.S. population with propaganda. But with the passage of the Smith Munt Act of 1948, which explicitly forbids information and psychological operations aimed at influencing U.S. public option. And by the way, CEO Jack, yeah, we know you've been your company's been exposed for employing as an executive a U.K. Uh, um, uh, intelligence officer um, who works in psychological op- running psychological operations. Don't believe Scotty? Look it up. Uh, Thornberry said that the current law ties the hands of America's diplomatic officials, military, and others by inhibiting our ability to effectively communicate in a credible way, according to BuzzFeed. So, meaning that our government can't fund propaganda against us? Well, I mean, what are they doing? They're Are they paying CNN? Are they, whatever administration in power paying for coverage? I mean, what's going on here? Are they paying for websites? Well, yes, they are. They are paying for websites. They are, are, are by law, posted disclosed by, since they changed this, um, that they're funded by the U.S. government and they target you with propaganda. And there was one that kept showing up in my Google news feed until I told Google by clicking on the button to say, don't show me this no more. I forget the name of it. But it was pushing the Russia gate stuff. And this is why Donald Trump is in office. Now, see, Donald Trump is is new to politics, really. He's not a very smart person, in my opinion. Um, and he just doesn't know that this stuff apparently is going on that's actually targeting his administration. The U.S. government's paying for it. But again, now the U.S. government, since 2012, can target its own citizens with propaganda okay now let's what's next i um i I mentioned i'm gonna make a podcast sharing my thoughts but my main point is that this is all contrived by the dnc clinton clinton assets in the media and the russiagate hypocrisy is astounding obama just came back from meddling in canada's election so again what we've been hearing for two years, all Putin meddling in U.S. elections. Then you got Obama just two weeks ago was up in Canada. And no, he's not in office, but who is he working for? Why is he meddling in their politics? Why is he meddling in Canada endorsing a Canadian candidate for president? How do Canadians feel about that? 
okay? Now, what if Putin came over here and started campaigning for Donald Trump? Oh, man, people be flipping out. They'd be flipping. Oh, look at it. But it's okay for Obama to do it? You might say, well, Obama's no longer in office and what have you. Well, Putin can send somebody over that's not in power. Okay, he can send a civilian over that's going to push Russian interests by endorsing a certain, the whole Russiagate conspiracy theory that DNC and Clinton and them have been spinning. This is the audacity of hypocrisy, people. Where, why are you willfully blind to this? You know, and then call yourself a Christian nation, which I know that don't mean nothing. But, you know, I am a Christian and, and hypocrisy is one of the greatest things that Jesus spoke out against when they was going to stone that woman who they said they caught uh, uh, in adultery or was a prostitute sleeping with a married man. Okay, they weren't going to stone him, but they was going to stone her. And what did, he, what did Jesus say according to the story? He started writing in the sink, in the dirt and was like, okay, any of y'all who are with it without sin, go ahead and, and stone this woman. And they, and they all walked away. That's hypocrisy. Okay? Now, the next one. Not only has Obama meddled in Canada's election, but in 2017, he meddled in the French elections. The MSM... The mainstream media, for all this Putin-gating, did not frame Obama's activities in the same way. And who is he working for? The bankers he helped bail out? The International Monetary Fund? Let's roll the tape and then pay attention to what Obama says here as he endorses Macron for the French presidency. I wonder if them yellow vesters, uh, uh, the yellow vest protesters in France who are fighting against austerity and Macron I wonder if they appreciated the U.S. government and Obama meddling, or Obama meddling in their election. But let's roll the tape. Here's Obama endorsing Macron. Comme les autres, ils font non seulement là une erreur, mais une faute. J'en ai eu pour nos débats. Nous avons des profondes différences. I've always been grateful for the friendship of the French people and for the work we did together when I was president of the United States. I'm not planning to get involved in many elections now that I don't have to run for office again. But the French election is very important to the future of France and the values that we care so much about. Now, let me stop it there. I mean, he acting like he working for the CIA. But he says, I, since I don't have to run for re-election again, I'm not going to, I'm going to paraphrase, interfere in many elections, so he telling you he ain't done, and, and true to his word, he just came back from Canada two weeks ago. This video, where he's endorsing the French president, is from 2017. Roll tape. Because the success of France matters to the entire world. I have admired the campaign that Emmanuel Macron has run. He has stood up for liberal values. He put forward a vision for the important role that France plays in Europe and around the world. And he is committed to a better future for the French people. He appeals to people's hopes and not their fears. And I enjoyed speaking to Emmanuel recently to hear about his independent movement and his vision for the future of France. I know that you face many challenges and I want all of my friends in France to know how much I am rooting for your success. 
because of how important this election is, I also want you to know that I am supporting Emmanuel Macron to lead you forward. En marche. Vive la France. The audacity of hypocrisy. The audacity of hypocrisy. France is a colonizer, still colonizing Africa. We know from Hillary Clinton's email that she conspired with the French to overthrow Libya, okay, because Libya was, uh, Gaddafi was trying to create a African Union currency backed by the gold dinar, which would deplace the French franc as well as the American dollar as a currency for trade in Africa. That's what that, that's why they overthrow Libya. That's why they murdered Gaddafi, which Hillary Clinton then was on TV cackling. We came, we saw, he died. Y'all might have saw it. These people are evil. They are corrupt. This is not my opinion. That's what the evidence say. Okay? That's what the evidence say. And then, you know, again, I, I, I've shown you all this evidence. Here you got Hillary Clinton earlier today. Facebook's decision to allow false information in political advertisements is appalling. Voters are being confronted by millions of pieces of mis pieces of misinformation. A world where up is down and down is up is a world where democracy can't thrive. This is the audacity of hypocrisy. This woman had a super PAC running an army of trolls for her, feeding people misinformation and bullying people who was putting out correct information about her. Okay, and then earlier today, I came across, well, it was actually yesterday. Obama was at his foundation summit talking to young people, talking to our youth, talking to most, it looked like mostly black youth, corrupting our youth. And this is what he said. This ideal of purity and you're never compromised and you're politically woke and all that stuff, you should get over that pretty quickly. The world is messy. There are ambigu uh, ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. Look, again, I'm a Christian. There's a Christian a scripture that says, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. By their fruits, you will know them, meaning that by what, I don't care if somebody tell you a Christ, they, they a Christian, like when people talk about these uh, evangelicals for Trump, I don't care what they tell you they are. People lie all the time. If, they, if their works, if the things that they do, the activities that they engage in don't line up with the principles that Christ taught, then they're not Christians. By their works, you will know them is what the Bible said. Okay? So here we got Obama talking about people have flaws. No, we're talking more than flawed behavior. We're talking corruption and a call to compromise one's closely held morals, principles, values, and to remain in an unconscious political coma. This is what he's telling our young people. This He, he is, he is trying to compromise our young people who we have taught that honesty and integrity and acting in an ethical manner is how you should conduct yourself. Oh, he's saying, get rid of all of that. Be unconscious. Don't be conscious about stuff. 
all good people also have flaws, okay? I don't think it's too much to ask a president of the United States not to have a kill list in his pocket where he's making uh, what they call him, and this ain't democratic. You got a kill list in your pocket that includes U.S. citizens, and if they leave the country, you assassinate them by drone. I published an article uh, from a UK-based human rights organization about a U.S. citizen who was in Syria, a journalist, a black man, a Muslim, was like, I don't trust what I'm getting from the U.S. media. I'm a journalist. I'm a travel to Syria, and I'm going to report from the ground. They tried to kill this man five times. He went to court to sue and say, what right does the, why is the government trying to kill me when I travel overseas? And the ju federal judge ruled that the U.S. government invoked state secrets and dismissed the case. People, I am not lying to you. I am not a liar. I'm not a liar. That's who these people are. And so, CEO Jack, that's your platform. You the CEO of Twitter. You want to ban political ads? You can ban political ads. Uh, you know, that's your right as that platform. But don't think that these people won't circumvent your so-called ban by doing everything that I documented, getting a super PAC, hiring an army of trolls and what have you. Don't think it won't happen, that they can't circumvent it. All right? So... Anyway, this has been Scotty Reed with the Black Talk Radio News Report and Commentary. If you think this information is constructive and, and you believe that other people should see this documentation of what kind of government we're living under, then please share it. Subscribe to the channel, whatever platform you're on. Subscribe so you'll be notified when new content is posted. But if you want to see our nonprofit media organization continue its media operation so I can buy a better camera, get better equipment, and set up a studio and, and you know, have all the bells and whistles. If you want to see us maintain what we have, there's a couple of ways you can support us. Make a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project. Go to our, our website, blacktalkradionetwork.com. You'll see the PayPal button. Go to the About section. You will see the address, the mailing address for Black Talk Media Project where you can send a check or money order. And you can also join our social media community for just $24 a year. That's btrcommunity.com. Look, y'all, one thing that you did here correctly in this video from these other people is there is a war on for your mind. There is an information war going on. And, and we have corporations in our own government targeting us with misinformation. If you want someone who has the guts, or not just me, but a group of people who had the guts to discuss these issues are not, are not intimidated by these people and won't be compromised by corporations that want to give us uh, take out advertisement or make a grant available to our our uh, nonprofit so that we can push propaganda to you it's not going to happen but if you want to see us continue then you have to support this grassroots media 
peace and blessings to all.